Welcome back, guys, to another episode. Um, today's going to be a little bit heavy, um, but today actually will potentially be uh, the most life-changing thing you could hear uh, for your emotional life, your uh, spiritual walk, um, and also your understanding of you as a human being. Today could legitimately be the most important thing you hear. What we're talking about today is the fear of death um, or the joy that which comes to the life after. Um, and so Dave, I'm going to pass it over to you. And I want you to kind of talk to us a little bit about some experiences you've had, um, how you've processed those, um, and how that has affected and changed um, the way you see or process the fear of death, physical death. Yeah. Man, the first one that comes to mind was, um, you know, I've had I've had a few instances, or you know, some maybe military related, but uh, one that comes to my mind was I was in a car accident just right out of college, um, head on uh, car accident. Um, uh, that's where I actually ended up tearing a ligament in my knee. But in that though, I really think about it that, I mean, I was faced, you know, head on car collision with a, a vehicle where I probably should not have lived. <laughs> um, the way that the vehicle hit should not have, like, the, there's just no way that there should have been, um, should I probably survive that because we hit, I mean, straight head on with a, with a vehicle. And it, we had a small, you know, we had a smaller vehicle. Um, but that was just the beginning where I said it's a, it was a reality point for me to go where, you know, at any given moment, our life can be changed and it can be taken from us in an instant. And we will have no control over it. Uh, that moment, Either that at car accident was we were on ice, um, slid on ice, and when you you know how it is when you're driving on ice, you have no control of of the vehicle. You don't know which way it's gonna go. You can try to maneuver and, and move around, but you have no control over it. And it just you're gonna go forward, you're gonna propel forward, and where it takes you and where you land is is where it's gonna take. And, right. and I tie that into how life just goes with us and how death is like, we don't know when death is going to happen, but we're going to continue to be propelled forward. And there's going to be a come a point where everything is leading towards death and you have no control over it. Um, so I, t I say that as, and I know you and I have talked about this before, but just being in situations in the military, um, whether it be in combat um, or even training environment, we have we have faced moments where we go, man. If I make this decision, I don't know what what's coming back after after this. Mm -hmm. Or decisions are being made that I have no control over, right. and I might not come home from this. Um, and so, you know, it does create a large amount of of fear in your life because you, you wonder if you've done everything that you were supposed to do or you had everything prepared for you, you know, for your family. Have you taken care of all these things that you needed to do? Um, is the life insurance <laughs> up to date? Uh, 
Did you make sure that the will is set? Did you have all these things prepared so that your family is taken care of in the event that you passed away? Um, you know, that was that's just one example. Uh, you know, something that really speaks close to home to me, and I'll share this, and then probably you know I'll pass this back off to you. Is I had a uh, my uncle back in early and. Right when I was in early, joined early on in the military, probably like 2009, 2010. Um, yeah, it was 2009, late September, uh, October time frame. My um, uncle had passed away in a car accident. I was going, I was going at, at AIT at the time, um, and he was killed in a car accident. And the car accident was, you know, a lot of people don't know fully the story, but he was, they were coming back home from a b- baseball game. Um, and he was rushing home because his his daughter was uh, going into labor um, with her first child. And he wanted to get up to shoot. You know, at the time she lived up in Michigan, he wanted to get up to Michigan to see um, his daughter and see his first grandchild. Um, ends up being that the car flips over um, and my uncle doesn't make it. Like um, two cousins um, both did uh, that were with him at the time. But I know for a while that this that has probably haunted them for a long time of why us and, you know, not my uncle. And um, just in an instant, his life had changed. And I say that because I look now at the story, what God has done in their lives, good and bad, uh, good things that God has done, but the I've seen the things that have happened good and bad in in our lives where um, if it probably wasn't for that situation to have happened, that death to have happened, there wouldn't have been a resurrection of life in in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Where I see now, where I I see um, some cousins that are, you know, following after Christ, reaching other people uh, for God. And uh, it's amazing to see. But would that have happened if it was if Michael would have lived? Right. Um, so I say that because oftentimes we're scared of death um, because selfishly we feel I don't I don't want my time to end I don't want what I'm you know what I'm currently doing to to stop. But we also don't know what God has planned to use afterwards. Yeah. Um, so that's for me has been my approach to that is that if I'm to die tomorrow, there's a part of me that says, I'm so, yeah, I'm selfish, but I'm like, I've got so much more that I want to do. There's things that I want to do, but realizing that God might have something solely bigger planned. And so that has given me that peace about it, that if any given day that I were to die, that I'm okay with it. Yeah, the, uh, the experiences piece is so critical to this and I want to speak to um, some of our listeners who maybe have had uh, post-traumatic stress disorder of any kind um, or any of our listeners who have been through something and they are on a they just they can't seem to um, I guess I say move on you know it's something they're stuck on um First of all, I just want you to know that um, God loves you and that he has 
a plan for you. And that this life is temporary, but freedom in Jesus is forever. Um, and I feel like I can speak to this because, you know, I've had multiple deployments where I've been shot at, you know, or watched buddies get shot and lost friends. And you always come back to that moment of why wasn't it me? Why was it them? Why in the, why, why? You know, you ask yourself that question over and over. Um, you know, I've passed out in a pool multiple times. Um, and actually, what was interesting about that is that that was the one time that, so cognitively, physically, I was beginning to die. But I never, like I was fully there. And so it's interesting to me, it, it was almost God's way of saying like, see, I told you you have the spirit. I told you you do. Um, and, you know, throughout all these experiences, you know, and what about right now in this time period of COVID mm-hmm. where people are like, oh man, I'm terrified. What if I get this illness and I die? You know, I better wear this mask. I better wear these gloves. Well, masks and, masks and gloves or not, you will return back to the earth. Um, in Genesis um, chapter 3, uh, verse 19, it says, uh, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you are taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And the only reason I bring that up is because I want us to understand that you know, when Adam and Eve, our first parents, were in the garden, you know, there was no plan for them to spiritually die. But when we made the decision to uh, to eat of the tree um, of knowledge of good and evil, things changed and man fell. And so what I'm trying to say is that we have to understand as believers in Jesus that this life is temporary and that we have true joy and glory to come. And when you understand that concept, it's freeing because this life becomes dust and it becomes a speck and it becomes a vapor and it becomes your, your perspective and understanding of who you are and what you are completely changes. Because now you understand that you have a king that you are to serve. And that's the most important thing. And that what you think doing down here in this temporal, physical realm, you're so wrapped up in it that if it was taken from you, that's why you have a fear of death. But you don't know that you have a glory and inheritance and and riches in the spiritual side when you meet your heavenly father on in another realm and those things are are ahead of you you know paul says in in the new testament he says um, for me to live is christ but to die is gain and he's saying like understand in this life it's okay but in the life to come it's beyond what i can And so when you start to apply the word of God and the truth of that concept to your life, it will change everything. I promise you. 
And so for our listeners, for those of you who are hurting with this, and you can't seem to, to shake this thing, right? And Satan is, is tormenting you day in and day out about the inevitable thing to come, which is you returning back to the ground, like it says in Genesis. Understand that he is trying to hold you down in that, and that there is truth in and freedom, and joy, and glory to come if you choose Jesus. And I can, I'll pass it back over to you after this, Dave, but I went through a medical course probably about a year plus ago, and I remember I was doing some reading, and I was, you know, just kind of praying, and, you know, I really, all of a sudden, I got hit with this thought. Of like, man, like, I'm flesh, and I'm going to be put right back in the ground. But we also have to understand that when we made a decision, in, like it says in Genesis, to basically, uh, we, it separated us from Christ because of sin. This was a, uh, a result slash punishment of that decision. Um. But then we know in the New Testament that Jesus comes and changes the game. And he gives us, he offers us this gift of salvation. And I think when I really be, began to wrap my mind around that, is when I really started to experience peace um, and, and the hope of Jesus and what is to come. You know, it's good that you, you know, you're saying that. Um, something that I've been but thinking about, and some of our listeners probably feel the same way, you know, and as I, br- I brought up uh, earlier, just with my um, with my cousins and thinking and saying, well, what if I'm that listener? What if I'm that person that goes? You know, but why? Like, why me? Why am I the one that's still alive? Um, no. And then fearing and then fearing death going into the fact of. I unexpectedly lost a loved one. Okay, it sounds good and all that there's some there's a future hope, but how long is that future hope? Like, how long do I gotta wait here until I go see that future hope? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something you know I've wrestled with that, and you know I know some of our listeners probably have as well. That I was like, if I lost my spouse tomorrow, um, what would I do? How, how would I feel in the sense of if I lost my wife, what would be my approach to everything? Could I really go on each day going that there's a hope that I'm going to see her in the future? Or am I going to, am I going to wrestle with this day in and day out? Going, you know, like you said, dust to dust. Like I'm going to go back to the earth, but I'm like, can my time come any quicker? Like because I really just want to be be with her because I'm you know I'm in love with her and I and I, I cherish her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a battle, and I think that's a real battle, and I think that's a battle partially because of our human nature. I think there is a natural feeling that because of our humanity that we are going to feel like that it is temporal, that there's a part of us that go, we can't, I can't go on. I can't go on to each day. And we can't fathom that there is so much more outside, outside of that. Um, 
Yeah, man. It, 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 this, like we talked about, this is a definitely a difficult topic because how do you like how do you face that? How do you face that each day in and day out? How do how do I wake up and look at where a family member used to be, where they used to sit, seeing pictures of them, but they're no longer here. How do I how do I deal with that? Um, and then not face that myself, you know. I I've heard, and 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 I say this because I know that there's listeners that that listen to this that go. I've heard all these. I've heard all the Christianese. I've heard everybody tell me that. Oh, you got to hope in Christ. You've got God's got you. He's gonna help you. He's gonna deal with you. But how do I really? How do I face this? Because this is something that like I'm internally dealing with that nobody else's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that with that, uh, that we got to have a little bit more deeper conversation. And I say this is because uh, I, I shared this at a friend's funeral. Right, friend, you and I yeah. know uh, we uh, we were at the funeral, and as we were speaking at the funeral, one of the things that we talked about was that there's only one person that really truly knows how to. Live how it is to lose somebody that they love, to lose somebody close that they love. And that's God himself. God lost his son for the, for all of humanity, right? And he truly does know. And so it reverts us back to the fact of we, we human, humanly and selfishly go, I am struggling with this loss or being scared of death but in reality there's somebody that has already faced it that has faced death in its face has also faced and knows knows uh when when it's going to end knows how like the fact that you know when we, we're talking about this is that you know from what we understand from scripture what we believe in scripture is that jesus knew that he was going to die God knew when he was going to die. They knew when he was going to die, and yet he still faced it. He went and went towards it. He knew that there was going to be an end to his death. But he looked at beyond and said, there's also going to be a resurrection. And as we go into, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to celebrate Easter, right? Uh, I think that's a good reminder to know that there is somebody that's already faced it. And that's what makes this, you know, this book that we have in our hands, that we hold in our hands, and that we read, and that we, you and I, we've talked about this the last few episodes. So we believe that this is true. Then we can really go back to understanding that, you know, what God really does know our hearts and knows how to put, how to walk with us through these things. Um, so it does give us hope and does give us the enduring faith that we need um, to get to uh, and out of those dark places. It's a. Uh, it reminds me of, of a verse in First Corinthians, uh, um, 51. Verse fifty-one says, "Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, in the last trumpet. The trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised, imperishable, and we will be changed." For the perishable must close itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, 
and immortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? And, um, you know, we can have, there's strength in that. There's real strength in that verse. Um, and I think there's a there's an element here that Dave and I want to make very apparent. And that's that you're a human being. And that there are difficulties in this life. Um, and I think Dave and I bring up uh, Colossians 1 often, which is you will face trials and tribulations. Um, and I'm paraphrasing here, but you know your endurance and your character will be made perfect. So you can be complete and lacking in nothing. Um, and so the reason I'm bringing that up is I just want to say that you're just going to have, there's going to be difficulty in this life. It's not going to be easy. And there's going to be loss. Dave and I have ex experienced a lot of loss. Um, and, you know, I, I, I said this before, I'm going to say it again. You know, there are, there are times, you know, um, we recently lost a friend. And I remember going to coffee with him. And I remember looking him in the face. And we were basically talking about some experiences and things that he had been through. And he looked me in the face and he said, you know, you're the only person who can relate. And I say that because... To somebody who's listening, you're not alone in this. And like Dave and I have said, maybe you know that there's hope in Jesus. Maybe you know that you'll see your brother or sister again. But there's still pain. And it still hurts. And maybe it's just a daily struggle. Um, but I just want you to know that I understand. And I've been there. And there are days I still struggle with it. But God has called us more than a conqueror in Jesus. And you cannot live your life in a state where you're saying it should have been me. Because the reason God chose you to be where you're at is so that you can carry the message of what happened and so that you can reach somebody that may not have been able to be, be reached without the story that you're going to break. And so I'm asking you to think about that, that there's somebody who needs to hear your strength and needs to hear your story and what you've been through. And so don't feel like you're alone. Don't feel like you can't overcome. Don't feel like it's over for you. Because it's it's just begun. Your story is important. And Jesus has specifically chosen you for this time. And I think for me, Dave, I live in that. 
where I've been through a lot of experiences that I just don't have answers for. But I do have the answer of this, which is I know I'm where I'm at so that I can affect as many people as pos- in, in a positive way for Christ. I know that that's the reason why I'm still here. I know that we have a shadow of doubt. And I think um, it's just so important for our listeners to know that this is an extremely, extremely life-changing concept. If you can get this, you'll be in a completely different person. I promise you. You know, we go... What we were talking about was sharing with other people and sharing our what we've been through in our experience. It's um, as part of being in the military. One of the biggest things is just obviously it's based a lot of it's based off experience. The people that are leading going into battle most of the time have more experience, right? People that you work with on your team, you follow your team, so you follow your, your commander because why? Because they got experience and they 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 faced the battle before. They have faced death. Mm-hmm. They've seen death in its face. They, they, they deal with it right. Um, and so because of that, they can they say, hey, I know what it is, what it looks like on the other side. Doesn't mean that I have that we don't face this every day, and that we're not going to go through this battle, but we're going we're going to go through it together. Um, and so you can have you can find freedom in that and understanding that, you know, we talked about Jesus faced this somebody has went through this just like we have. Um, but also understanding that, pe- that people that we love have went through this as well. And people that we, and that we know that went through this. Um, something I just want to leave with our listeners um, is this, is that um, and it's something that is, is crazy because I was at our friend's funeral. We also, we had, we had talked about this scripture quite a bit. Um, but Revelation 19, verse 11 starts. It says it's about a rider on a white horse. And this is it's supposed to be symbolic of Jesus coming on a white horse, right? And I just want you guys, the listeners, just to take a moment, close your eyes, and listen to this and imagine this. It says, Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is, is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like flames of fire, and on his head are many uh, diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. And he is clothed in a robe, dipped in blood, and, and a name by which he is called is the word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which, a strike down, which, with which to strike down the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. And he will tre- tread the winepress of, of the fury of the wrath of God, the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then verse 17 says, Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and with a loud voice he called to all the birds that are flying directly overhead. He says, Come, gather gather for the great supper of God, and to, to eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and their riders and the flesh of men, both free and slave, both small and great. And then I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth with their, their armies gathered to make war against him who was sitting on the horse and against his army. And then the beast was captured and with it the false prophet who in its presence 
had done the signs by which he deceived those and who had received the mark of the beast and those who had worshipped its image. But just to think about what that rider looked like, right? And just to look at the how much power that rider had. Um, and if we're talking about that, this is who, who God is. That experience, that knowledge, that power, that that's something to really keep in mind of realizing, like, that's who we, that's the guy we serve. That's the person, you know, that's who we serve. That's the, the power that we that we serve. Again, if I believe that this word is true, if I believe that the word of God is true, then I know that God has faced it. And I know that I can get through some of the darkest days because he has struck down and destroyed some, some of the most evil things of this world, right? And so when we read that at our friend's funeral, one of the biggest things that it kept us to remind was that our friend got to see that rider of the white horse. Right. And he got to see that person that had been dealing with the battles that he had been dealing with. And when he saw that that rider met him face to face and was able to say, like, look, I'm the king of kings and lord of lords, and I've got this in hand, I wouldn't want to come back to this earth. I wouldn't want to change anything because I know who's got who's got control. Mm-hmm. So this is a reminder to realize that, like, God's got this. Mm-hmm. Even as dark and as difficult as it may be, that we can face death because he is the king of kings and lord of lords. Um, let me read one last passage and <clears throat> I think this relates to what you were just saying too, Dave, which in, uh, in Mark, uh, chapter five, it's, uh, there's a woman, she's been suffering from an illness and she basically tries to reach out and touch Jesus' clothing. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, um, who touched my clothes? Uh, you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you ask us, who, t- who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet. Uh, came, came and fell at his feet. And trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead. They said, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, told him, don't be afraid, just believe. Uh, the only reason I want to bring that up is, as we wrap this up is, it's interesting to me that Jesus says your faith has made you. It is your freedom, your suffering, and your freedom, your pain. And then again, he says, he says, do not fear, just believe. And there is a verse that says, uh, faith like a mustard seed can move mountains. Um, and I think when we really deepen our faith, and we really trust Jesus, and trust in the Lord, there is that freedom, and more importantly, that peace that we receive from him. And so... This is the point of this episode is not to say that, you know, trust in Jesus and get over yourself. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that 
as your faith increases, the Lord is going to grant you more and more peace, and He's going to give you more wisdom and revelation in your circumstances and in your situation. Um, and so that's our prayer for you, is that you'll feel His faith and His peace.